2,000 on thermometers, 2,000 surrounding us. Travel 2,000 kilometers to hang out with us. What's up, danger? What's up, danger? Hey. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Cinepod Movie Cast. I am Chuck Conyers. And I am Jose Joel Zulueta. Welcome. Welcome to the program, kids. Mr. Zulueta, I, I must say, sir. Yes. You know, if I, if, if, if time was different and I was in the year 2018, 2019, if I was <laughs> 9, 10, 11, 12 years old, I would not be at a shortage for amazing fun shit to watch. Oh dear lord, my my 10 year old head would explode yeah. at the very thought of a superhero movie coming out every, what, two months or so? Practically, practically. And, and not only that, but superhero television shows, superhero <laughs> yeah. cartoons, superhero. I mean, it's like super uh, the, the superhero stuff, the sci-fi stuff, the the anime. I remember how yeah. hard it was to find anime anywhere. Right. To, you would have to order it. You would have to go to conventions. You would. You would have to watch it on UHF. Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing that we have this. I mean, it's almost what do they say? An embarrassment of riches. Oh, it surely is. Uh, you know, unfortunately, my kids have no concept of how good they have it. As a matter of fact, you know, my um, seven going on eight year old son, uh, Ravi, who you know, just has zero interest in any of this shit which is <laughs> so which boggles my mind it really does boggle my mind i mean oh not star wars again no yeah that's pretty much um yeah yeah let him oh, walk into the room gosh. let him walk into the room and see a star wars thing on i've got to hear it oh it's star wars <laughs> no this is stupid this is dumb <laughs> and uh, both of the kids. I mean, my 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 daughter's. I mean, she's a, a teenager now. She's thirteen, and um, yeah, she just couldn't be bothered either uh, with any of this stuff. Which oh, wow. um, which leads us to the motion picture that we're going to chat about today: Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, an animated feature film that I have to be completely honest with you. I wasn't all that excited about seeing this movie. When I heard about it, I was just like, yeah, nah, whatever. You know, it really didn't, it really didn't move me at all. I, I, um, I, you know, especially, and then when I started seeing, I started seeing like a, a clip or two here and there. I still, like, I wasn't, like, the, the animation style seemed like jittery and, and video gaming, and I just like I don't know if I can sit through a feature film that looks like this. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And then slowly things started changing for me. Finding out number one that uh, Miles Morales was prominently featured in this film was a surprise to me because if you remember back during the Sony email leak from a couple of years ago. Oh sure. There, well, one of one of the emails that leaked was a licensing um, discussion between Sony and Marvel, and one of the stipulations in the licensing deal was that any on-screen portrayal of Spider-Man had to be uh, Peter Parker, 
had to be white and had to be a straight male. So that that pretty much put the kibosh on doing a live action Miles Morales film. So hmm. it was just like, well, holy shit, they found a loophole to get around this. <laughs> so that was interesting to me. Then I found out that this film uh, had Peter Porker in it. <laughs> Spider-Ham. Yeah, now that was out the ass. I was like, what? The... Really? I remember Spider-Ham. So do I. Late 80s. So yeah. do I. Yeah, that's why I was just like, I, I didn't know anybody remembered Spider-Ham. Uh, that was <laughs> crazy to me. And then, last but not least, when this movie came out, people were saying that not only was this one of the best Spider-Man films they had seen ever seen, not only were they saying this is one of the best animated films of the year, there were some people saying that this was the best superhero movie that they had ever seen. Wow. So that, to me, was just like, all right, all right, all right, let's give it a shot. I've got to watch this movie now. My son did not like this movie at all. Oh. Uh, he It scared him, it, it upset him, all that stuff. He and, and my uh. wife, they saw it before I did. So she okay. did not like it. Christina didn't like it at all, but she does not like oh. any of this superhero stuff. So mm. um, had two bad reviews in my house. So um, oh, man. I gave this movie a shot. I went to see it. I have to say... I have to say, uh -huh. I liked it more than I thought I would, and it did things better than I th expected it to do. Uh -huh. um, I was impressed with the style, I was impressed with the characterizations, I was impressed, there was a lot of things to be impressed about, so I was, I have to say I was pleasantly surprised um, mm -hmm. by how this uh, thing turned out. What, what about you, sir? What are your... Sure. Uh, what were your viewpoints on Into the Spider-Verse? Well, uh, a little context first. Mm. Like, every Christmas day, uh, my cousins and I would go into the mall and watch a movie together as a family. And we had a choice. Either watch Aquaman, which has been getting, uh, which has been bashed. Yes, taking bit. water, taking a little bit of water. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Either Aquaman or the animated Spider-Verse. Into the Spider-Verse. And I was kind of pushing for Into the Spider-Verse because it's it got such great reviews on Rotten Tomatoes, you know, an A+, 93% or something like that. It's uh, incredibly high. Yeah. So I was going, yeah, 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 well, let's watch Spider-Verse instead. And... After the movie, I have to say, I kind of wish I saw Aquaman. Wow. Yeah. The reason why is that I I felt a little underwhelmed by it. Wow. Um, yeah. That's it. Technically, it's phenomenal. Mm. It is like uh, one of the most gorgeous movies I've ever seen. Mm. And and at times, the experience is like uh, reading a comic book. Yeah. When, when I was a kid, yep. you know, they've got like the uh, like the freeze frames, the uh, like the uh, the word uh, like, you know, like the special effects balloons when someone gets hit. Yeah. And um, but uh, it's the story. I 
just didn't really like the story. Okay. I'm afraid. Yeah. Wow. I think uh, I think less is more. Mm. You know. Uh, I I thought I thought if it if if it had just uh, concentrated on Miles Morales and Spider Man. It, w- it wouldn't have been so confusing, you know? Or, mm. well, no, maybe not so confusing, but it's it just didn't feel like a Spider-Man movie for me. Mm. Because uh, he doesn't really deal with multiverses. Yeah. Uh, it's like the way, like, I, like, this would be okay for a Superman movie, for example, or a Flash movie, but I don't think Spider-Man was quite designed this way. So yeah, um, well, th- we'll get to that in a minute. But there actually is an example of a Spider Versey type crossover thing that was done a few years ago. Uh, oh, okay. So it's not unprecedented completely. I can see what you mean. It it it. I mean, this was a, a real balancing act that they had to do here because the problem with bringing in so many different versions of Spider-Man is that you risk it becoming extremely convoluted. But what I thought was interesting was they did not focus too heavily on the other iterations of Spider-Man. The only really two that they focused on was Miles Morales and Peter B. Parker, the middle-aged Spider-Man. Right. Who I I did not see that coming. I did not see them doing middle-aged Spider-Man. I thought that was really, really cool. He was super jaded, and uh, and, and which is really kind of opposite of what Spider-Man has always been. I mean, Spider-Man has always been this, like, energetic, like, totally just digging what he's doing and loving every minute of it, and it's fun and, you know, having a good time. Um, but it just got to, but just seeing Spider-Man get to a point where he's just like, uh, okay, mm-hmm. here we go. Um, and having him act as a mentor to Miles Morales, uh, I thought that was an interesting dynamic and I like the relationship between the two of them. And, uh, I like how they okay. made fun of the Raimi stuff a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. He's, uh... He's kind of like a composite of all the uh, different spider live action Spider Mans, right? Yeah. Uh, the uh, the Tobey Maguire Spider Man doing the uh, when he was like possessed by the Venom suit. Yeah. And he had the uh, Andrew Garfield Spider Man, and even a bit of the uh, the Tom Holland Spider Man when yeah. he was like when he was like uh, trying to put together the bridge. Yes. But that wasn't quite what happened in the uh, Homecoming movie, right? It was like the uh, Staten Island Ferry that he was trying to That's right. keep together. That's right. right. That was neat. That was neat. Yeah. Well, I will say that one of the yeah. cool thing that I thought they did at the very beginning of the movie was um, uh-huh. I li- I liked how they brought in the um, like the um, all the uh, uh, the the studio IDs they had. It was that um, kind of like that interdimensional universe. Uh, a glitch thing that 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 effect where the styles were like all like you know mixed and clashing and all that stuff yeah and then the um the uh comic seal came up the oh uh, yeah 
right. And I was like, wow, these guys are serious. I mean, I, I mean, they tell you, and, and that was like from the get-go you saw that. So I was like, and, and if you're a comic book fan, you know what that seal is. And that's how I kind of figured, you know, hey, these guys are, uh, this is this is not going to be any joke. This is, this. They're, they're, uh, these are fans that made this movie. And I think that it carried through. I like what they did with Doc Octopus. They made Doc Octopus a woman. Oh, yeah. She was cool. Yeah. I liked her. Octavia, I think they called her. I love their kingpin. Oh, yeah. Lee Schreiber. Yep. And he was massive. The way kingpin should be. Yes. Not like the Netflix guy. (laughs) I like the Netflix guy, though. I like um, uh, Vincent D'Onofrio's kingpin. Okay. Because he's just, I, I, I like him a lot. I think he's great. I love, I love it when he goes nuts and starts beating the shit out of people. I think it's fantastic. All right. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I still have to watch Daredevil. Finally, so. You haven't Maybe watched Daredevil yet. Oh my god, dude. Yeah, you. Yeah. Well, then what do you can't talk shit then? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was a cheap shot. <laughs> cheap shot. But yeah, it um yeah you have to why you have to I mean just to see D'Onofrio do uh, Kingpin like Dare, Daredevil season one is uh, if you if you're going to spend any time with it uh-huh. at the very least watch season one this really okay. is that that kind of set the stage for the Marvel TV shows and mm-hmm. that's why they ended up making more of them because of how good Daredevil season one was so. Uh, it's definitely worth the the watch for sure. All right. I liked all the um the like like we like we were saying before having Spider Ham in this was really kind <laughs> of uh, fun. Um, Spider Noir was was cool and um uh-huh. Peggy Parker, I think or Penny Parker. Uh, oh, that's the uh, the Japanese version of Spider Man. Yes. Is that okay? Yeah. Uh, okay. Wow. Interesting. Um, Interesting. Yeah, and it was, uh, I mean, you could tell they were kind of like the ter- tertiary characters to this story because they told their origin stories at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> and I like that yeah. device. I like the device of flopping the comic book onto the table and you see the cover of the book and then it goes into the origin story of each of them. Yeah. So you get it out of the way in about 30, 40 seconds right, so right. that you can get on with things. I like the Gwen Stacy stuff. I thought that was great. Spider-Gwen. Oh, yeah. They're all pretty neat characters, and I would love to see them all in their own movies. Yeah. But all together? I don't know about that. <laughs> maybe one or two. I mean, maybe two of them together in the same movie. Okay, that's fine. I could take that. But it's a little sensory overload for me. I'm sorry. Ladies and gentlemen, here's a, 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 a special mm-hmm. guest on the show. You want to say hi? Hi. Robbie, guest reviewer. Yeah. Yep. So, um, listen, kid. Um, we are talking about Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. I don't like the movie. So what? <laughs> so neither did Jose. Actually, no. Yeah. <laughs> we were in agreement there. So, um, can high you, five. Can you tell people what you didn't? What didn't you like about the movie? Well, it was, like, kind of weird because, like, his uncle disguises, like, this weird person, and then he was just like, woo, and then it was all weird like that. Oh, so you uh, were, uh, so it was a Miles Morales, um, his, he does not have a good relationship with his father, his father's a cop. 
which I thought I thought was great that you got to see Miles Morales' story. I thought that was really, really cool. I thought that was the best part of the movie. Yeah, exactly. Okay. His dad's brother, who is Miles' uncle, is kind of like this, um, not going to say outlaw. Well, he is. I guess you can call him an outlaw. But he's like a you know graffiti artist and stuff, and that appeals to Miles, because Miles is a bit of an artist himself. So he right. has this closer relationship with his uncle than he does with his father. And what you find out, um, probably in the middle of the movie or about... That he's, like, the evil person. Right, he's... Um, what is the character, Jose, that the, the uncle plays? Oh, the what? Prowler. The Prowler, yes. Yeah. Yes, um, Miles' uncle ends up being the Prowler. And he, and he, like, works for, like, Pigpen or whatever. Kingpin. Kingpin. <laughs> yeah, so... And that was a really heartbreaking scene when, when the Prowler notices that... Uh, my, be, uh, discovers that Miles is Spider-Man. Yes. Dude, yes. That that was really crushing, and and um and then uh, Kingpin oh, ends up killing him. Daddy. There were parts of the movie I think the the death scene that upset Ravi a little bit. That he was uh, he felt really uncomfortable watching that. Ravi's very sensitive, so things like that um, yeah, uh, sure. rub him the wrong way, right? But outside of that, what did you think of Spider Ham? He's kind of like weird because um, all he does is he's like, "Have you ever had the feeling where you smell a pie and then you float in the air?" That's yeah. Weird. <laughs> now and he's just like floating in the air. He's like holding his arms out. Yeah. Now, what did you think of um, Spider-Noir? Well, he he said one of the phrases that I say when I'm when I'm starting, like, a video that I make for, like, a gaming video. What was that? He's like, hey, fellas! <laughs> there, there you go. Uh, so, um, let me ask you, Rob, and then you can go. So you know the deal. We give a score of one from between one and ten for movies so what do you give um spider-man into the spider-verse what review do you give it what number review mm, i would honestly give it a five but i'm gonna give it a three because oh wow it had like the parts so yeah all right <laughs> thanks little man yay yay thanks robbie you're welcome. Bye. Five, man. So there, so there you go. <laughs> no, actually, he's at a three. He's wrong. Yeah, <laughs> three. <laughs> That's an eight-year-old. He'll be eight next month, so we'll call, we'll say he's eight. That's an eight-year-old assessment of Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. <laughs> Very interesting. Yeah, exactly. Who is the uh, target audience in this? Well, you know, that becomes clear when you get to the post-credit sequence. <laughs> it becomes very okay, clear. Okay, that was cool. <laughs> now, that's where, um, that's where I wanted to bring up the, the whole thing about there being a Spider-Verse and stuff like that. So, the post-credit sequence is, uh, it features, um, I don't know spider-man 2099's um alter ego miguel something something yeah uh you know about him as much as i do i'm familiar with spider-man 2099 but i don't i it wasn't a book that i read and i know that they did do a crossover where um he meets up with peter parker and the two of them switch 
and Peter Parker goes to the future, and then uh, Miguel Spider-Man stays in the present, like, 90s or 80s or whatever era that took place in. I think it was 90s. Mm-hmm. And so there is uh, there is precedent for a crossover, um, so um, that might that may have been their little um, entryway into coming up with the Spider Verse story. There were people who gasped in the audience <laughs> when when they said Miguel, and I heard people were like, <gasps> ah! I was like, okay, <laughs> but then I gasped when he said, uh, "Let's go all the way back to the beginning." Right. 1967. I was like, no. <laughs> and sure That's totally enough, worth staying after the uh, credits were. Yep, Ralph Bakshi Spider-Man made it into yeah. this movie. Oh, and uh, J. Jonah Jameson makes an appearance yeah, there too. Yeah, that was really funny. That. <laughs> that was that was cute. That was a cute little sequence. Like you, <laughs> what are you pointing at me? I'm not pointing at you. Pointing at me? No, you're pointing. How dare you point at me? Yeah, and the, uh, and and he still has that same adult voice <laughs> from the sixties. Yeah, Spider Man's supposed to be a teenager, right? But he's kind of sounds like an old man in the sixties uh, cartoon. That's exactly right. So that was a neat touch. Hello, howdy. Hi there. How you doing? Hey everybody, this is Chuck Kiners from the Cinepop Movie Cast. Now, if you like alternate realities and alternate universes and parallel universes and time travel and things like that, then I've got a story for you. It's a series called the World Time Diaspora Trilogy. For those of you who've listened to the show before, you've heard me talk about my book, The Maximilian Emancipation. Now I'm happy to announce that the sequel is here, the sequel is done, and the sequel is available right now on Amazon.com. It is called World Time. This is all part of my series, my three-part series called the World Time Diaspora Trilogy, which starts with the Maximilian Emancipation, and that follows the story of what happens when three African slave ships that travel from the 18th century all the way to the 21st century and appear off the coast of New York and New Jersey in the year 2041. A fellow named Maximilian Oroco is brought in as an African language specialist and discovers that he has a connection to this event event more so than he could have ever possibly imagined. Now in the book World Time, we follow the great 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 grandson of Maximilian Oroco named Davis Oroco. Davis Oroco is a man who in the 27th century has discovered time travel and attempts to use it to alter history. But as you know, when you mess around with changing events in time, it almost always leads to bad consequences. Not only are both of these books available right now in digital and paperback, there's also a free short story available called The Myth and the Terror, which is a direct tie-in to both stories in a way. It's involving a character from both stories, but it's more of a tie-in to world time. You can still get something out of it if you've never read the books. So you get a free short story. All you have to do is visit my website. If you enter Stop Slavery with timetravel.com you'll get all the information that you need you'll find the short story you'll find links to my books the maximum emancipation and world time my blog is there this podcast is there so everything you could possibly want from this little universe our little multiverse you'll find right there so that's stop slavery with timetravel.com you can also find me on Twitter at this is Chakon. That's this is C H A C O N. You can also find me on Instagram at C Conyers Jr. That's C C O N Y E R S J R. 
And last but not least, this podcast also has an Instagram account. So you can go to Cinepod Moviecast, that's C-I-N-E-P-O-D-M-O-V-I-E-C-A-S-T on Instagram, and you'll find us there too. All that great entertainment available for you. So check it out. Now back to the show. Oh, and speaking of like little small bits, how what do you think of Stanley's cameo? Stanley was uh, he was a shop owner in the movie. That was, is that correct? Like he he yeah. owned the uh, he sold Miles the Spider Man suit. Yeah, yeah, I liked it. I liked yeah, it. Um, I was wondering if they were going to do a Stanley cameo in in the movie, and to see that he even made it into that. What's not to love? What's not to love about seeing Stan the man? Yeah, you know the fact that they went to '67 Spider-Man. Um, <laughs> you know they they didn't do '80s Spider-Man. Remember Spider-Man and his amazing friends? Oh sure. Yeah. Hello, With true Stan believers. Lee this is Stan Lee. <laughs> Look at them, thousands of hypnotized teenagers controlled by the gamesmen, moving against the city's police stations. But Firestar and Iceman are also on the move. Poor Spidey. He can't find a way to trace the gamesman's signals when suddenly... Oh, no. Video man. We told him to stay out of this. Excelsior. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And don't forget, they also had the Electric Company Spider-Man. Oh my gosh, I forgot about that. Spider-Man, where are you coming from, Spider-Man? Nobody knows who you are. Okay, true believers, here he is, your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Today's episode, Spidey meets the spoiler. And let's hope our favorite web slinger hasn't also met his match. Ever alert, the legendary wall crawler is looking for something. And he's found it. A rubber glove sandwich. Hard to bite, difficult to chew, and impossible to swallow. No dogs allowed. Who would do anything so cruel? Spoil somebody's lunch by giving him a rubber glove sandwich and spoil a dog's morning walk by not letting him near a hydrant. Spidey knows. Who else but the spoiler? (laughs) That's right, kiddies. I'm... The spoiler! <laughs> he also likes to spoil cake. <laughs> and ice cream! Something, dear. 
Who will put an end to this outrage? And so, the spoiler faces his greatest challenge. <laughs> it's always been my greatest ambition to spoil Spider-Man's day. <laughs> I want to hear the world shout, the webhead is dead. Uh-oh. Is this the end of Spidey? No web fans. Your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man stops the spoiler. Or does he? Spider-Man. Where are you coming from, Spider-Man? Nobody knows who you are. I think Morgan Freeman was part of the show. Yep. And uh, Rita Moreno yep. was also there. I mean, they both could still do cameo appearances if they want to. But... Yeah. And, of course, you also had the uh, Spider-Man TV show from the 70s. kids it, i mean it, you know just like the incredible hulk i mean um yeah. you know you watch the incredible hulk now you even watch wonder woman now wonder woman they play on me tv hmm. and um that comes on before svenguli svenguli is my jam i watch that every saturday i love Sven. do you know svenguli i do not do you remember elvira mistress of the dark yeah. Oh, sure. How can I forget? Yeah, exactly. So she was like a host of horror movies and stuff. So they, uh-huh. you know, she would come in during the commercial breaks and you know talk about the movie a little bit, and they'd have little sketches and stuff like that. Sven Gulli right. is kind of like the modern day version of that. So he has this uh, show on MeTV, and right before it comes on, um, and this is the uh-huh. New York area, uh, because I think MeTV is different, um, or Sven Gulli shows on different uh, channels. Right before it comes on at seven o'clock, uh, from seven to ten, I mean, I'm sorry, from seven to eight, uh, Wonder Woman is on. Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman, all the world is waiting for you and the power you possess in your satin tights, fighting for your rights. And the old red, white, and blue. Wonder Woman. It does not Wonder age Wonder well. Oh, uh, so, you're kidding. I mean, I, you know what does age well? Linda Carter. Uh, I mean. Oh, no, sure. Oh, man. She. Oh, gosh, she was gorgeous. I mean, she still is. She's still a, a beautiful woman, but wow. Oh, sure. She should have been in the uh, Wonder Woman movie. Yeah, no, I wouldn't be surprised if she shows up in the second one. 
Yeah, I hope so. Yeah. So, like, all of that stuff that we grew up with was, I mean, it was the 70s. It was the 80s. So, right, I mean, that, right. that yeah, was we, all we, we had. We took what we could get. That's exactly basically. right. <laughs> you know, the, the Incredible Hulk had zero special effects. Well, they, they had slow motion. They had slow motion, and then they had <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Lou Ferrigno wear skin-tight stuff so he could flex and the clothes could rip. <laughs> <laughs> And it was amazing. Do you remember the, uh, the trial of the Incredible Hulk? David Banner wanted to end the running. He wanted to live in peace. You have to stop someplace. But once again, they made him angry. Maybe angry enough to kill. Maybe I belong in a cage. Now, imprisoned, he will struggle to hide the fury within him. But he will not succeed. I can't stand trial. You have no choice. Because now David Banner faces his greatest trial. The trial of the Incredible Hulk. Oh my god, that was awesome. Yeah. It, I, it actually had Daredevil in it. Yeah, and uh, Thor, I think. I think Thor was and in Thor. that one too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow. You remember the Captain America uh, oh series? Oh my god, with his uh, plastic shield. Yeah. <laughs> and a motorcycle helmet. Wow. Your father developed and perfected the ultimate steroid. He called it Flag, full latent ability game. He injected himself with the serum, and it worked. A top secret serum gave Steve Rogers superpowers. Now he can use them to save a city from a madman with a bomb. Finished. If he accepts the challenge. Be Captain America, Steve. Heather Menzies, Steve Forrest, and Red Brown as the star-spangled superhero Captain America. There's a there's a YouTube video out on like the 1970s Avengers. I think yes. you may have given me that link. Yes. It was just the funniest thing. <laughs> but you know what? I mean, that was. I mean, back in the seventies, that was the. Sh I mean, I, it's funny because I wonder if we were adults in the seventies, if we would have looked at that and said, "Oh, come on, this is so stupid." But we were. I mean, they, you know, you'd see like they didn't have that stuff all the time. I mean, the only time they put anything on TV for kids was Saturday mornings, uh, three to five after school. And uh, holidays, that's it. There mm -hmm. was there was no like there were no like special places in, in like four hundred um, channels devoted to showing cartoons twenty four seven. Oh, now this is now it's video on demand. You can watch these things anytime. Isn't that isn't that insane? Like I they're, they're, like last night, going through the Netflix looking at shit to watch. It's just like I want to watch everything, but I don't have time. <laughs> Exactly. It's too much. It's just too much shit. It, 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 yeah. And it's all, well, I would say most of it is not, like, horrible. I mean, there, there's a lot of good stuff. It's just a yeah. matter of, like, okay, 
what am I going to watch now? And uh, it's hard to decide. There's like, um, yeah. I haven't finished watching Daredevil Season 3. I haven't seen Jessica Jones Season 2 yet. I haven't even finished watching um, uh, Punisher Season 1, and there's already a Season 2 out for it. Mm. It's just too much shit. And, I'm, yeah. and it's not, that sounds like a complaint. But I swear to you, it's not. It's yeah. it's amazing. I I love it, and that's yeah. just Netflix. Yeah. You How know? long are they gonna sustain this stuff? I mean, Netflix is burning through so much cash right now. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's like I'm like Willy Wonka here. You know, I hope it'll last. But you know what? Um, because you know, there was just something in the news recently where they are pulling um like. 12 15 20 percent of the catalog within the next year so they're losing a lot as um production companies and studios have the you know start establishing their own apps they're going to start pulling their content off of netflix that's why netflix is throwing out all this money to produce original content because there's going to come a time where it's just going to be like netflix original stuff i see netflix you know what i mean yeah. So that's why they're burning through all the cash. I mean, look, there's like a, there's a DC app, you know. There's um, that th- right. you can watch every. I think you can watch any Batman thing ever made on the DC app. <laughs> um, and they're not all that good. Either. Yeah, no, they're not. Um, you um, the Disney app, which I think is coming out. I don't think it's out yet. I mean, they're, right. they're making a Vision and Scarlet Witch television show. Wow, they really want subscribers, don't they? Yeah, and, and you know what? They're making a Loki television show. Uh-huh. I mean, in yeah, in what crazy. universe does this shit happen? It didn't happen when we were, I mean, we, we got, <laughs> what did we get? Like, um, we got a, um, a, a Star Wars movie every three years right. for about nine years. <laughs> and that's it. Ah, uh, right, and, and, and that's it. Yeah. And yeah, the six million dollar man. I'm, I'm going to admit something about the six million dollar man. I have only ever watched the opening credits. Oh, okay. Well, kick-ass opening credits. I'll tell you that. Steve Austin, astronauts. A man barely That was awesome. We can we can fix him. We can rebuild him. We'll make him better, stronger, faster. That's awesome. <laughs> then the show came on. I was like, oh, yeah, okay, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I never, I never got an, and I even had the Steve Austin doll where you look into the back of the head and you oh, can see. Oh yeah, like, my <laughs> older brother had that. Yeah. That's so awesome. And didn't he have like a bionic arm too, yep. where, you, where like sort of, sort of winds up and you can like lift this like metal thing or yeah. plastic thing or whatever. Yep. <laughs> And uh, what was another show I watched? Um, I watched Thunderbirds. Thunderbirds are go, which is on net, uh, which is on um, Amazon Prime. They they have all the um, Thunderbirds shows. 
it's pretty amazing. And uh, another show I used to watch was remember Space 1999 with Martin oh, Landau? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I loved that show as a kid. Yep, yep. It was like if there was no Star Trek, I'd be watching. I'd be all over Space 1999. Yeah, exactly. And it's not, and that holds up that show. I've I've watched a couple of episodes recently. It's, oh, it has. It's not a bad show. It really isn't. Okay. I it I know that sounds shocking, but it's absolutely true. <laughs> it really isn't bad. Okay. It's it's very it is like Star Trek. It's it's very nerdy and and very scientific and you know it's not like um like uh, Battlestar Galactica um, or Buck Ro- oh, God Buck Rogers Buck Rogers does not hold up. Oh, God. oh, yeah. Biggie, 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 yeah biggie, I, I forgot biggie, about those two. Battlestar Galactica and Buck Rogers had amazing special effects. Yes, they did. But the stories, especially for Buck Rogers, oh, stories were a little man. uneven, though. Not good. So um, now that we've uh, traveled across the universe discussing the Spider-Verse... <laughs> yeah. I believe we Well, can... we were really freestyling. Yeah. <laughs> I believe we can wrap this one up, sir. Um, oh, okay. So, on a scale of one to ten, I can't <laughs> wait to hear this. Uh, what do you uh, What do you give Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, sir? Okay. Well, I I just can't help but feel overwhelmed. This film could have been so much more story-wise, hmm. but it just pared it down to just Miles Morales and Spider-Man, and take out all the uh, the multiverse crap. In my opinion, sorry, that's how I feel. Um, but as it stands right now, I will give this a seven point five eight. Mm. Okay, I'll give it an eight because the animation is just freaking phenomenal and brilliant. Wow, that's better than I thought you were gonna give it. Okay, well it's not a three, like uh, <laughs> like like, uh, like the uh, guest reviewer, but eight. I think eight is pretty fair. Yeah, I agree. I I agree. I think eight is more than fair level. Although I think I I I probably give it an, uh, a higher eight than you do because I, I... <laughs> okay I give it a weak eight. Yeah, give it a strong eight. <laughs> um, because I um I like multiverse time travel shit. Yeah, I, but not in a Spider-Man movie. Uh, but I didn't mind it in the Spider-Man movie because, um, and 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 granted, I I did not think I was going to like this movie very much, um, and maybe that's why, because I had low expectations about it. Why I ended up liking it a little more than I thought I would, because there are different versions of all of these um, in all of these comics. You know, I mean, and sometimes they, and a lot of times. That you see all of these versions coming out at the same time. I mean, you can see, you go to a comic book store right now, and right. see four or five different Spider-Man books, and right, um, right. so there is like this, you know, you, you know, all of these different universes or universe I, whatever you want to call it, yeah. uh, do exist on your comic book shelf, and this movie was basically taking that comic book shelf and just you know mashing everything together yeah into one movie and all things considered i think that they did a really good job managing that you know i mean in in a world where this could have gone wrong a thousand different ways uh they really found a a, uh just just from a storytelling standpoint they Uh really found a, a smart and engaging way 
to bridge all of these different uh, versions together and mm-hmm. make a, a, a coherent story at the end of the day. You know, I mean, it, hmm. because this is a pretty straight down the line conventional story with, you know, it's a conventional story with different characters and stuff like that. Just so happens that the, the bulk of them are just Spider-Man, different versions of Spider-Man. And they all right. have different personalities. They all contribute th- different things to the story. They all teach Miles different aspects of what being Spider-Man is all about. Outside of uh, the middle-aged Peter Parker teaching him how to do the thwip. And, you know, all that stuff. You know, that I love how they took the bus... Uh, the Hudson County line, which is what I take every day <laughs> to uh, get to and from the city. Uh, uh-huh. I was, I like that. I thought that was really fun. Uh, uh, um, but you, you, but you know, yeah. I mean, I think all things considered, they did a really outstanding. I mean, this movie won a Golden Globe. Oh, it did it best animation. Yes, it's usually like a prelude. Isn't it? I mean, to the Oscars, yeah. I mean, this yeah. this will likely win Best Animated Feature for an Oscar. This will this will this will likely win an Oscar. And also, hats off to I think his name is Peter Ramsey, um, mm-hmm. who is um, one of the few black animation directors. Animated directed an animated feature film. I mean, there aren't a lot of black folks directing. Uh, high-profile, big-budget animated films, and oh. um, how about that? Yeah, and that's uh, he he co-directed it with another fellow, but um, yeah, Bob Perchetti, yeah, and Rodney Rothman. It's three people actually. Oh, I thought it was two people. Oh, okay. Well, well fair. Going enough. to IMDb. Yeah. So, um, but all I mean that, but that you know, considered, I mean, yeah, I mean, I guess they needed the 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 black director to tell the black stories. <laughs> <laughs> Jose hates it when I make race jokes. Yeah, that uh, that will just wrap it up this uh, multi-universe <laughs> episode. We pretty much traipsed all over pop culture universes. <laughs> So thank you, thank you, kids, thank you, everybody, for um, for joining us on the um, on this multifaceted episode of, <laughs> of Cinefod uh, Movie Cast. I am Chuck Kiners. I am Jose Jules Lord. Peace out. Peace out.